Hello and welcome back to Life in All Chapters. I'm Brandy Tabor. I'm Amanda Henson. We had a little bit of a sabbatical from our season three. We did. It's uh, been a rough few weeks for both of us. Not terrible, I don't think. Not necessarily bad, just... Summertime. And so much stuff. Uh-huh. So... So today we decided we were going to shake things up a little bit and we're going to talk about limitations because I think both of us have hit some limitations in ourselves, like social limitations, financial, um, health, psychological. We have, and I think that it's hard for us because we're chronic multitaskers mm-hmm. and there's little to nothing that can get us down. And then yeah. when one of the other of us every week had to call and say, oh, it's just not going to work for me this week. We're frustrated yeah. with ourselves. Well, you know, I don't know how much like I can share on here about what's been going on with me, but we had a kid come stay with us that wasn't ours, you know, through, you know, the, it, it was a family member, though, through the foster care system, which was temporary, and that's been resolved, and, you know, hopefully everything's working out for the best there, which it seems to be yeah. so far. And then, um, you know, we all know my grandfather-in-law has been sick off and on, which that really hasn't impacted so much. But we, we have family dinners on Sunday with his family. And that is something we have to keep going because... There's no flexibility there right, right. now. Right. There's just, there's a need there to be there. And so Sundays are always booked. And then, you know, I'm switching jobs. Which I think is a lot. Yeah. And I think, you know, our oldest, is, our son was here from out of town, somewhere in that mix. And it has been a re- very busy few weeks. And then we have the holiday and family dinners and family get togethers. And I just. I think work was really what was consuming me the most, so in trying to make a transition to a new job, which I'm still in the middle of. Yeah. And I don't know. And then you you had so much going I on. I had so much going on. And it was all little stuff. None of it was major events yeah. or anything. It was just, it threw a wrench in what I was trying to do. So, yeah. good stuff, though. I paid my house off. That's exciting. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's not nice at all, but it's mine. I own it. So, but now I can get to work fixing it up, and mm-hmm. that relieves me a whole lot. But it's still home; it doesn't matter. Oh no, yeah. and I love it. I, and you know what? People I wouldn't trade this place for the world. No, and people don't look to rob me. Yeah, <laughs> they're not like, oh, let's see what they got in that house. <laughs> no. Well, you can't even see our house, so yeah. hopefully, yeah. they come up here. They they planned it out, or they got lost, one or the other. Yeah. No, and I've been busy with the fire department. That's. Mm-hmm. Always. I'm finally getting caught up with some of that stuff, though. It's hard going from what the people that were running it before were, are wonderful people. And yeah. it's I'm not in any way saying they didn't do a good job. They just, they did the best they knew how to do and with what they had. Yeah. Whereas I've recruited a lot of really great firefighters. And with that, I've also gotten a lot of knowledge. I've gone to a lot of the community events, I've gone to a lot of meetings, and I've learned a lot of stuff that we weren't doing, that we are not in compliance. I've done research, and, and which we're getting in compliance. We're pretty much acceptable. I wouldn't mm-hmm. call it good, but it's been a lot of work. So that's been taking up most of my time. It is amazing, and I'm sure the people that were 
responsible for that before. I mean, obviously, there's people out there that just don't do what they should do. But I think that consistently, I know in my early 20s, I used to think, what, what is wrong with these people? Why can't they keep up? Mm-hmm. And as I got older and, you know, some of my ADHD symptoms shifted from hyper-focused and hyper-attentive to inattentive, alternating with hyper-focused, I've realized that probably most people that miss things and where businesses get out of whack with stuff and we get out of compliance with certain things, it is because of burnout. It is because of... People have hit their limitations and, you know, the. I think it was Ford that invented the five-day, 40-hour work week. So thank you for that, buddy. Yeah, no kidding. But it is impossible to keep up with a household, keep up with a full-time job, add side jobs onto that, plus be a patron of the community and do what you need to do unless you have major flexibility in what you're doing. Exactly. If and you if you are tied to a business 8 to 12 hours a day and no flexibility with your ability to go into the community and do things, it is very difficult. I don't know. I probably could have done it in my 20s and 30s, early 30s a little bit easier, but we just had a friend that's they're in their mid to yeah, you know, their mid 30s, just had a baby and I thought there's no way I could do that. That sounds like a nightmare. There's no way. And, I mean, of course, they're over the moon, and they're great parents. Oh, no, they're I mean, I'm happy it. there's a baby. I'm not. But, but I'm I just glad it's imagine. not in my house because yeah. I couldn't do it. I'm telling you what. I've, I've learned a lot over the last few weeks about my limitations, Amanda. Psychological limitations are a huge thing that it's very easy to ignore when you're younger. It is, and I also think that... It's easy to ignore until you reach the consequences of your actions. It's easy to ignore until you start having physiological responses to that psychological limitation. Exactly. Because Mm -hmm. my health, I have not been feeling well because I've been so overwhelmed. I'm starting to feel better now. Yeah. And I haven't been working out. I've been eating terribly Mm -hmm. because of the time constraints and things like that. And I'm making convenience choices. Yeah. Instead of healthy choices and just being busy all the time. I just can't. I've got to slow down. Well, and I started having, like, heart palpitations and chest pain. And I'm like, okay, I'm 40. Could this be a cardiac event? Could it be? But when you sit down and you're you're in the middle of something causing anxiety, which is normal anxiety for you, and you can usually talk yourself through it, but when it hits and it brings a physiological response with it, a physical symptom, that is scary as hell. You know what? It's funny you mentioned that. I didn't say anything to anybody, but I thought I was having a heart attack on the way to a fire one day. I mean, my heart was beating out of my chest. And I know, and I was able, and the only reason I calmed down is because I was able to calm myself down and talk myself out of it. So I thought, well, you can't talk your way out of a heart attack. Right. So it must be anxiety. It must be, because there's all these feelings when you're on your way to a structure fire. Are there people in it? Uh, yeah, I mean, there's just all these questions, and right. you know, are there going to be enough of us? Are we going to be able to save the house? Is there you know? access to water enough? Enough exactly water? because yeah. we don't have fire hydrants. I mean, there's just all these different things. Are all the we're all volunteer? Who's going to show up? Yeah, are they available? Are they at work? Are they five hours away? But anyway, I was just having all these feelings, and on top of all that, I was at work. So I'm leaving work to go put out a fire. 
my boss doesn't care that I do that. It's a good public service, obviously. But there's also that added anxiety of how many times am I going to leave work? How many hours a, w- a week am I going to lose? And that affects my family. Right. Because while she lets me leave, she's not going to pay me. Right. You know, so it's, those are, and those are choices I make. I don't want anybody to feel sorry for me or, oh, poor Amanda doesn't, has to cut her hours. No, it's not like that, but, but I was going through that. Right. You know, especially having a time where you're strapped for cash. It's it's almost like you're in the midst of a prioritization crisis. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, is this the most important thing in my life right now? Now, obviously, it's the most important thing to that person who owns that property. Yeah. And it should be. And it should be a priority for those that are involved in fire safety and involved in putting out fires. But you're volunteer. It is. And you do have lives outside of that. Well, and then you start to question why you put so much into it. It's not my Mm -hmm. house. I don't get paid for this. Things like that. And I don't feel that way at all. Yeah, I, I feel extremely dedicated, but then you question why you're so dedicated to something that so many people blow off. That's not a big deal. That, right. You know, they... Why am I the one... Most of them can't be bothered to pay their fire tags because they don't care about us. They don't want to support us. They don't... Until they need us. Yeah. And... But you question it. You're like, do you why do, do I bother? What do they don't play? You just you make sure it. it doesn't... No, build. we can put their fire put their out, their fire but, they, out, get but they get billed. Hmm. It's something that I don't quote me on this, but it's like five hundred dollars an hour. I remember when they used to, and I don't know what counties and towns did this, but I remember um, when we were younger, there was somebody that was would they wouldn't put it out your property out. They would save lives if they had to, yeah, and that was at their discretion. But they would only make sure it didn't spread or catch other structures on fire. Yeah. No, we is, if if someone calls nine one one, we respond. Yeah. I mean, if we're available, like I said, we are volunteer. Mm-hmm. And there have been times nobody's available. I was I was on a vacation last week and I was out of town, and there was a call. Yeah. People did show up, but obviously I didn't. I was yeah. three hours away. So, yeah. but I mean it's but no we do put it out no matter what it's uh, we we just bill them, and then if they don't pay it we can put liens on their property. We don't want to do that though. Who wants to be a land baron? Right. That's that's not what you want. You just want no. them to pay their fire tax. The other thing is you can't. You can't convince them that I'd rather you pay your fire tags up front. Because, for instance, we could have made it to that call two minutes faster if we had proper pagers. Our pagers are so old and delayed that we get it about two minutes after they actually dispatch us. And in a fire, two minutes is a long time. Yeah, it's a long time. But if people would actually take care of us, Mm -hmm. two minutes could mean your dog or your child or your own life. Yes, it could. And it could mean saving your house. Yeah. If I get there in time, I might be able to put it out. Saving your pictures. I've saved several houses. Yeah. I mean, we have, we've, our times are great for what we have. And we have been able to save several houses where they just had minor damage. But we could yeah. do so much more if we had proper equipment. So. Well, I'm telling I had to give us some stuff up this last few weeks. Um, obviously, the podcast got put on the back burner for me. Yes. And, which I hate because this is one of my favorite times. One, you and I get to spend time together, yes. which is very hard. You know, we rarely get to see each other outside of even family events. I mean, you guys missed um, 4th of July at Dad's yeah, house. we and, were on a float trip. You know. That we and, paid for six months yeah. before. We can't just not. Well, we have one coming yeah. up, too, you know. And I think there's something going on that weekend that we're going to miss locally. Yeah. So, that's one of the reasons I enjoy this so much. But it doesn't pay my bills. No. And there are times where you have nothing to give. 
That's true. That's true. You, you, you can't pour. You can't even articulate your own thoughts. No. When you're so overwhelmed. And I did give up one of my favorite jobs. I have, I have to mail a device back. But I was doing, you know, um, data abstraction from medical records. And I love research. And there was a lot of DNA involved and oh my God, genetic mutations. Like to me. Oh, my gosh. It's like a puzzle. <laughs> and it was so fun. But it pays less than... You know, it's like half of my normal salary would be. Yeah, so. And it's hit, it's intermittent and hit and miss. And if you don't get ahead of everybody else, then you miss jobs. And I'm like, I'm stressing out about it. So I had to give that up. I, yeah. it, it wasn't worth it. So I had to give that up. And then I am leaving my clinic, which is bittersweet. You know, I, I will say I was a little relieved to lift the weight off my chest of this is... I love the workflow, I love my patients, and I love my team, but the reason for moving on is that working in an extremely rural area, the health disparities, you have a wide variety of what you're taking care of every day, which is not the issue for me. No. The issue is, is that that wide variety of what you're taking care of every day affects the insurance premium rates for the people that work in those areas. And so I need to move somewhere closer where it's more populated, fewer health disparities so that I can get better insurance for my family. Yeah. And it was a very hard decision. It took me a month to make. So that was kind of overwhelming. And then I made it. And then that's a process. You get the relief and you get uh -huh. the fear and the anxiety. And, and the... Yeah. And you just get mentally and emotionally overwhelmed making that decision you know, I've been with that enterprise since 2007 in some yeah. aspect or another, aside from when we lived in Florida, yeah. you know, and even when I lived in Florida, I kept in touch and spoke to the managers on a regular basis and collaborated with them just with ideas and stuff. So it's, it's bittersweet. And then the fear of the unknown is definitely anxiety inducing. And I'm used to being in control. I'm used to doing how I want to do things. You don't say. And, well, that's about to change because I don't think that that's going to be how things are now. You know what, though? It can be freeing. I, well, and I told, I just got off the phone with mom before I got home and met you. And I told her the exact same thing. I said, you know, it's going to be nice to have somebody that is above me. And not that I don't now, but... I have, I have somebody that's very lenient and trusts me and knows me well enough that there's not as much restriction with somebody that's a total stranger to me. Yeah. So that person that's above me and I'm a total stranger to them, they're going to be watching me closer. They're going to yeah. be wanting things differently. And they and have questioning their own your quirks. choices. They have their own desire, you know, their own values, their own beliefs. They have their own way of treating and diagnosing and they're going to expect me to be similar in their way so it's nice to get out of my comfort zone as far as the growth and humility you know being the the student again is not something that I was really prepared to do at 40 years old but it's kind of exciting it's nice to do something you know? new yeah so that'll be interesting but I don't know I definitely there have been some my house, letting my house go is one of the other limitations is I, 
literally needed to clean my house the other day and my poor plants needed repotted. <laughs> and I thought, you know what? Repotting plants sounds way more relaxing than cleaning a house. So I repotted and I made so many baby plants. I can't, I don't even know how many plants I have there anymore. <laughs> I was propagating left and right. TJ's asleep on the couch and I'm nerding out on the plants because it was, I had like 20 or 30, what, 20 or 30 minutes, two or three hours, I mean, of free time and I should have been cleaning or working. Oh, well. And I thought, that's what I'm going to do. I still don't even have my pool together. Oh, yeah. You better get on that. It is middle of July. Well, there's the dogs, guys. <laughs> yeah. I uh, I didn't get mine put in that people were supposed to come to give us an estimate, and they did not show up. So, I will be going with someone else. Well, that's not cool of them. Well. You know, Amy had that same problem. Yeah, ridiculous. Well, yeah. you know, people don't want to do jobs. They don't want to make well, any money. I think that's a that's an issue since COVID. I mean, I know it was happening before. It was, but... and I feel like the absolute lack of respect. Because not only did they not show up, but they didn't call me. Right. They didn't send an email, a text. She had the same issue. I mean, I understand things come up, and I am not a narcissist and think that I'm the only thing that's important. But they just didn't show up, didn't yeah. call, didn't... They didn't write. They didn't call. Well, I think my dogs agree that that's horseshit. They, they did. Their dogs are like, that is rude. Get somebody else. Well, I I had went, I won't say the name of the store, but I went to a store to get some supplies for the pool. And I ran into a situation where the person working was just rude as they could be. They didn't want to answer questions. I Now, this is a place designed specifically for pools. And supposed to be experts in managing yeah, that's them. That's where you go when you have... You hire these people to come to your house and take care of your pool. Yeah. So they should have the answers that you need. You would think. And I could understand... It's if not you're... like you're at Walgreens. Right. That's not their area. Right. <laughs> or even Walmart, yeah. you know. But didn't want to answer my questions. There was nobody else in the building but me. And I just thought, what happened to customer service? Have people just hit the point where they were isolated and they forgot how to interact with people? They just don't give a shit anymore? Well, I think everybody's so wrapped up in their self. That's probably true. You know, I just... You know, I don't expect them to walk, worship the ground I walk on. I don't, you know, I just... I don't know. I just expect people to not be rude. I'm not rude. I I used to, well, I've been told I'm a selfish person, but I personally don't believe that I'm a selfish person. I can be, but most of the time when I'm walking around or I'm interacting with people, my concern is of them. Absolutely. You know, how are they feeling? Is this a conversation they want to have? Almost sometimes to the point of anxiety. Is yeah. this conversation really what needs to be happening? Is this, is, is this person hurting? And... A lot of times I feel emotions and yeah. I can sense that stuff. Even when I'm in the store, I'm, you know, am I in somebody's way? Do, yeah. You know, if there's, if I bump up against somebody in the same time to go down an aisle, go ahead. You know? Yeah. Or people stop me and say, hey, you know where this is? Uh -huh. Okay. I don't yeah. shrug them off. I'm not rude yeah. to them. Actually, I'm nice yeah. to Do some I of the employees. Do I look like I work here? I'm nice to some of the employees. <laughs> I actually tell them where it is. Yeah. But I just don't, people just don't want to do, they just don't want to be bothered. People don't make eye contact anymore Even, either. I'm just going to say the name. We're getting old. We're bitching about 
We're I know, but have you been to days. Walmart lately? <laughs> those I avoid that place shopper, at all costs. Those, the, I have chest pain going in there. But the person, the shoppers that are in there, you know, they're doing the shopping for people. Mm-hmm. They're rude. They're plowing you over. They're flying by you. They're knocking you. They do not care. If you're standing there trying to look at something, they, just, they don't say, excuse me. They're terrible. I did not say, excuse me, the other well, day. Well, one out of... 8, I, it's usually the case is that they're in and their then own I can't world. get anybody to check me out and, and they have headphones on yes in, and they're totally ignoring everybody around them if that if you're gonna be a private shopper that's fine but you work for but that you company have a Walmart yes on. and it's terrible yeah and then I had an altercation with the the checkout girl God love her I mean I could tell she had some severe anxiety so I I get that but I was buying beer I like to drink beer so I'm buying beer. Well, she asked for my ID. I'm like, absolutely, here you go. I mean, I look nowhere under 40. I look 40. But anyway, whatever, I don't care. It's You're doing your job. Totally fine with that. Well, she asked for my husband's ID, who was with me too, which is fine. He's trying. He got one of those new Ridge wallets, you know, where everything's stacked together. Oh, yeah. So he's he's learning still how to wear, you know, and so he's having trouble finding it. And she starts kind of getting rude that he needs to show ID or I can't get this beer. And I'm like, well, I mean, he's working on it, hon. Just... Just give yeah. him a second. You you can continue. It's not like Jerry looks like he's twelve. Exactly. I mean, he he obviously looks forty as well. I'm like he's working on a hunt. You can go ahead and keep checking us out, and then as soon as he gets it, I'll. Well, I I can't be sure that you're not trying to give it to minors. I said, well, you really don't know what I'm doing with it when I leave here anyway. So just calm down. He's getting his ID out. Well, she went ape shit. Well, I'm just doing my job. I'm gonna get fired, and I'm not selling you this beer now. And I'm like. Well, then you need to stop checking me out because if I can't get everything I came for, I'm not buying anything. Right. I mean, I was never rude. I was polite. I kept my voice just like it is right now, very level. And it was comical, but it was annoying. I'm yeah. just like, this is the most ridiculous interaction I've ever had in my entire life at a store where I'm just trying to buy your crap. And I honestly don't know that I'll shop there again. They started this new thing all over town where they're IDing for everything. Well, and what if I had my granddaughter with me? I can't buy beer? I'm not I, giving it to my granddaughter. I don't understand the IDing of somebody else. You, they have to ID the person paying. Yes. And if you want to buy alcohol and your children are and, with you. I mean, and if you had like a suspicion, like I'm in here with 18 teenagers or something. That might with be. With four kegs. Yeah. I mean, but I'm buying a case of low alcohol beer because I drink near beer. Okay. Yeah. I got a 30 pack of Bud Select 55. It's got like 2.3% alcohol in it. Okay. What? underage person and we're definitely this. both of us over 40 yes i'm like i'm not buying like something kids would even yeah. I, it, well, it, it was wasn't just, like it wasn't like you were refusing id no he was, he was working on it. He, for it he's all thumbs over here with this new wallet and he's getting it like settle down lady yeah it was just so you know and he and we're as happy as we can be it's not like we're belligerent it i was had just him, an, i had weird... him stop me the other day i was going through self-checkout and i had them stop me and go through my bags, not at the door. Yeah. As I was checking out, they stopped me mid checkout and said they had to check my bags. I'm like, okay, you know, I have nothing to hide. And yeah, if I just... if I accidentally scan thought I scanned something and didn't, then it's fine. Well, they had me on camera. This is how consistent these cameras are, and I had. Scanned an item with this hand, or with this hand, and I had another item in this hand that I had. I reached out in my cart, both hands reached down, came around this way, scanned this, threw it into the cart. Well, this went too far to the left. I so they scanned didn't see. it. I I scanned it and then I put it in the bag, but the camera triggered a warning 
that I had went to the too far to the left with an unscanned item. Oh my lord. And I thought it's my first day, I, I don't work here. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody trained me. <laughs> Where's HR? Oh, and I'm the I am not trying to steal anything. It is yeah. so ridiculous. And but I and I hate the self checkout. I mean it's great if you're buying like three things. Oh, it's horrible when you go for a full day. It's terrible. And there's no room. No, there's not. There's it's and Walmart used to have bigger self checkout sections. Yeah, and now, now it's sure it's like I said, it's fine if I'm buying a couple things, but when I'm trying to shop, shop. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, I was trying to buy green onions, and now I got to find a little number that goes with you know because you can't just scan that. Yeah. Well, I don't work here. Okay, I'm I quit going. To, I quit going to Save a Lot and Aldi because of bagging yourself. Yeah, I, and I like to bag myself, but if I'm if I'm paying these prices, exactly. If you go to Save on Aldi, you're saving a you fortune. Know. So it's I go, worth right. bagging your own stuff. So I go to Schnooks instead because I'm like, I'll pay for the convenience, and they know how to bag. Exactly. Well, that kind of has went. Hey, wait! Somebody put yeah. bread in with chicken the other day, and I thought, oh, oh gross! Oh so you my cannot gosh, eat that bread. No. <laughs> Oh, my Lord. And I thought, well, I'll just start bagging myself. So I went back to Save-A-Lot. I go to Save-A-Lot a lot, and I go and to they, Aldi. They have cleaned up the Save-A-Lots locally. Yeah. Oh, my God, I love our Save-A-Lots They look locally. so good. And the butchers, they'll cut anything you want. If you go to Walmart and you take a pork butt over there, and you're like, hey, could you slice this for me? They'll, they just look at you like you got three heads. You go to Save-A-Lot and say, hey, will you slice this for me? I'd like three-quarter-inch pork steaks. Mm-hmm. You're like, yes, ma'am. Would you like it packaged together, or would you like it separated? They're I've wonderful. Never, I've never asked them to slice anything, but their well, stores, their stores have been clean, and I don't mind the bagging. Actually, I prefer to bag myself anyway anymore. You know what I do too? Because the people don't know how to bag anymore. And this is we're really gonna go. I gotta we gotta get off this because we're gonna talk about oh, yeah. shopping for an hour. Shopping limitations. But you know what I do? I keep a laundry basket in my cart, and I just put it in my cart if I'm shopping at Aldi or Save a Lot. Uh huh. And then as they you put your stuff on the conveyor, and as they ring it in, they put it all back into that laundry basket, and then you just carry that in your house. Hmm. That is a good idea. It's so easy. It's so great. Just a laundry basket. I love that idea. Yeah, it's awesome. That's I keep awesome. it in my car. I'm going to start doing that. Yeah, then you don't have to bag anything, because yeah. as they're putting it in the car, they just set it down into that laundry basket. Yeah. You might have to bag a couple things, like your bread, or but there's a whole yeah. bunch. As long as you're not buying a bunch of heavy, heavy stuff. Yeah. It's great. Well, I just like to go for my vegetables and my meats and yeah. my fruits because I like to pick those out myself. I will Instacart the crap out of some stuff from shops oh, all the time. And they do Aldi, and I think they do save a lot now, too. They probably It's not convenient for me, though, because I live in the sticks. You do, too, but you live in the sticks near a town. Yeah, that's true. I live in the sticks far away from the town. Yeah, but you that can order that. in advance. You can do reoccurring yeah. orders. And it's awesome. I only did it with Walmart, and they gave me the wrong stuff, and I was annoyed. Yeah. It was oh, my I fault. Mean, accidents happen. No, but... it was my fault because I said it was okay for substitutions, but they did things like gave me yellow onions instead of sweet onions. Oh yeah, that makes That's, a huge difference. Depending on what you're cooking, yeah. it's not what I need at all, and just a couple other things that were just not not cool acceptable substitutions. Yeah. Well, I have to tell you, limitation wise. Yes. So, you know, we've been talking about how. Probably a few episodes we've mentioned my ADHD brain and not being able to focus, and I've got. 400 to-do lists and this, that, and yeah. the other, right? So I've decided I've done away with my to-do lists. Okay. Which isn't completely true. I still have ongoing lists of just, like, jot it down so you don't forget it. But it 
kind of just sits over here and I look at it once a week. But I started this new thing and I call it my 321 or my 333 method. And there's a guy that I got this from and I can't remember his name. So sorry. Michael something, I think. Anyway, he's a life coach. So he says it's a 333 method, but I came up with a 321 method because there's no way for me to work 8 to 10 hours a day for someone else and do a 333 method. But let me explain what I'm talking about. Okay. So you take the 333 method is 3 hours on one project. Then you take three other items. Apparently the dogs don't like my 333 method. <laughs> so you take 3 hours on one project. So then your next 3 is 3 smaller projects, 15 20 minutes a piece that you need to complete that day. And then three maintenance projects. So maintenance, I mean, the dishes, dusting, okay. shaving your legs, you know, little short, you know, five to 15 minute projects. And you use that on a Saturday or Sunday is my thought. Your days off is your three, three, yeah. three days. Then my three, two, one is my work days. So three, four, three, two, one, three is the three, three, three method for work items. Then your two is your two tasks for your personal day. Okay. What two tasks are you going to complete that day project-wise for yourself or parts of a project? And then your one is one maintenance task for that day. So vacuuming or whatever. Yeah. And you can add more to it, obviously, yeah. if you get all that done and you adjust it. But it keeps you focused. And I'm telling you, I feel like I have completed more doing that than ever staring at any of these to-do lists I make. And I'm going the opposite way. Because I never made lists. I just get it all done. Not anymore. Yeah. If I don't write down what I'm doing and formulate a plot and stick with it, mm -hmm. pff, I guess it's the same kind of thing, though. Is that your phone ringing? Yes, it is. Sorry. <laughs> I thought it was recording us. It is. Oh, well. It was. That's what happens when you reach your limitations. You well, forget your recording and leave your phone on. It's also what when my children call me every 12 minutes. Is it the middle child? Normally. Hmm. Well, I'm telling you that method is phenomenal. And if I could remember the guy that says it, let me see if I can find him. And maybe he didn't, um, he didn't come up with it, but he may have came up with it. Ben Mir is who I was talking about. Well, you were way off. I was. <laughs> well, I got the M part. I know, I'm just kidding. You know, but it, I'm telling you, it has helped. And my modification for the workday has really helped because the three hours of project time, I don't always have three hours to of project time for... Whatever, but it could be three hours of um, making sure my tasks are done. Yeah. And I spend an hour in the morning working on lab and tasks review and a half an hour at lunch and then an hour, you know, 15 minutes here and there throughout the day. It usually ends up being three hours. Uh, three hours know? is easy to do. So, and I even, I had so many emails, three hours of going through emails. Yeah. And, and you don't have to do it all at once. You know, you can break it up. Like, I one day I put little boxes 
So each hour I checked a little box. Yeah. And so I wasn't, it wasn't mundane. But anyway, that has, what has really helped me with my limitations lately. Well, that's good. It's worth a shot. So I say, you know, tidbit. Tidbit. Anyway. <laughs> anything else we want to tell the. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry for us delaying and hopefully we'll be back on track in the next week yeah so we'll hopefully be rolling things out pretty smooth here moving forward and we'll be back on the season of acceptance we're just That's trying right. to accept our own limitations right no now joke. so thanks for listening guys